Happy Thursday, everyone. Happy Thursday to your girl, Jess. Welcome to another episode of the She Speaks Truth podcast, always and forever, speaking God's truth over you. I really pray that you are having a phenomenal, phenomenal week and day so far. Uh, Truly, we have so much to give God thanks for, so much to praise him for. He is really a good God. You know the song that says he really is a good God? Uh, Yeah, he's such a good father. We just praise his name and just honor him today. Um, So I really hope that everyone enjoyed last week's podcast. Um, I saw that the numbers were really high, so that means that people enjoyed it. I really pray that you did. And I did get some feedback on just how enlightening it was and so forth. So I'm so excited that I was able to share that with you and to share that space about healing in our community. Today's podcast will be part two of the conversation, but it's going to have a different spin on it. In this part of the conversation, we talk about healing. And so the episode, our today's podcast episode will be called Healed People Heal People. I'm so excited about that. Um, When you read in Ezekiel 47 verses 8 to 12, uh, you see a prophetic exchange between Ezekiel and God. And essentially, God was showing Ezekiel uh, just how when the waters flow from the temple, when the healing waters flow from the temple, uh, and it reaches that when it reaches others, when it reaches others, that it will also bring healing to them. Who is the temple? Who are the temples? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so Ezekiel was seeing into the future. He was seeing into today. He was seeing beyond grace or under the dispensation of grace, rather, that when Christ comes and he dies for us and he allows us to go through our journeys of healing, that we can in turn heal others. One of my big sayings is be a Harriet Tubman. When Harriet Tubman Uh, When she found her freedom, she came back and she freed everybody else. And so that's my my mentality today. That's my my heart behind uh, this podcast today as we talk about healed people, heal people. I want you to take the tools that you have learned and I want you to take it and go and heal somebody else. Teach somebody else, show somebody else how to get through that process or that journey of healing. I know from myself, I wish with all of my heart that I could heal the whole world. (laughs) Not that I'm Jesus or anything, but you know what I mean? Like really just show everyone, Hey, you know, you can be healed. You can be healed. You can be healed. You can be healed. You can, you know, just be like Oprah. But definitely, as I share uh, as I as I share this message of hope or spread this message of hope of healed people heal people through this podcast today, I want that to resonate in your heart. So join us in this discussion um, with Dr. Joseph Smith, Ashley Keene, and myself as we talk about healed people heal people. Also, at the end of the episode, stick around because I have a huge announcement for you and um i was just kind of thinking about like the journey of um the people who have gone before us um and one i consider writing a privilege because somebody fought for it for me to be able to do it um 
And so like, it is something that I view as honorable one. Um, and I do that because in order to be perceived as fluent in a language, you have to be able to read it and write it. Um, our ancestors came here and they um, unfortunately um, to whatever, to various countries that they were brought to, won't get into all the history of that right now, but um, that was, that the ability was taken from them because they were forced to, to learn to speak another language, but not to be able to communicate it effectively. Um, and so they had to fight for the power to be able to do that. And so we're here right now with um, a PhD and an MSW um, and an RN on a screen because somebody fought for the fact that we needed to write because there is permanence in writing. That's um, good. Yeah. I don't think we we think about that enough. There is permanence in in writing because like it's like I write um not just for healing but I personally write um so that it can be history to those who come after me. That's so good. even if no one else ever reads my journals but my family members or my children or my great great grandchildren, mm -hmm. it will be a tablet of history to them mm -hmm. that um has come from somebody that they know that is a part of their bloodline that is yeah. telling them about how they they overcame their journey or how mm -hmm. they have perceived the world. Mm -hmm. Um writing is healing because we can use it um to communicate points of healing like um dr smith was talking about his book that he's writing earlier which is going to be a point of healing for somebody else mm -hmm. jessica did a research paper though some people won't even think that yo that's a point of healing that oh, is a research paper with data mm -hmm. that says this is what the black community can do. Mm -hmm. This is how social work can be married with the church, yeah. right? Those are all points of how we can use writing for healing, mm -hmm. but then specifically um, to journaling for me, it is writing now then in journaling, not just talking about academically, but in journaling, writing is my formula um, to solve the X of my feelings, yeah. if I want to say it that way. It is my math formula. It is how I find my one plus one equals two. It's how I get down. It is how I find my why. It's how I make sense of my emotions. It is, um, and the thing is, I don't only um, write. I don't just sit and write. I have like, there's a method to my whole madness. Um, I, I do therapeutic writing sessions. The same method I do in those writing sessions is the same I employ when I'm home and I'm like sitting down and I'm going through a writing session. Um, it involves quiet time and stillness because we talked about it earlier. Stillness brings awareness. Um, it involves music because, hey, our, um, we are Black and we love to sing. Mm -hmm. um, and music is a huge part of our culture. Um, that's how, like, if you talk about Black history, you know, you're talking about how slaves used to communicate, like, with the singing and the and the, all of that stuff. Like, it, it comes into play right now, and, I, and we see value in it now. So, like, those are tools that I use, and I write out my trauma. It is so when I write, it's like I'm communicating with myself. Mm. So the words get on the paper, and um, I'm communicating. Ashley's communicating with Ashley. Ashley mm -hmm. is hearing her words be a revelation of her heart to herself. Um, I'm I'm making sense of things. You know, I'm finding because it helps me. 
I spoke earlier about the negative thoughts. Like it is, um, and Dr. Smith used the word ruminating. That's what it yeah. is. Um, I will pick, like a scenario will happen. Like I will have a big piece of pie. For example, if you consider a situation, a big piece of pie, mm -hmm. I will take a piece of the pie out mm -hmm. and I will focus on that piece of the pie and forget everything else that happened. Yeah, yeah. But when I take the whole pie to my paper mm -hmm. and I write out from point A to point B, mm -hmm. I'm like, how did you get stuck yeah. with this one piece of the pie to perceive it in such a way when it it is supposed to be a whole construct it is not just a thing that you need to ruminate on so that's how i learn through my writing like how to you know you know shift my perspective or to find the silver linings in my experience yeah. but not only that my journals become a measurement of my progress mm. because it is easy for us in a moment to think of how bad we are doing mm -hmm. when we were doing 80 percent worse last month yeah yeah. But if you but if you have documentation and you can flip your book, because I always do that and I flip back to 2016 and I see what I was going through in 2016 and I and I look what I read yesterday, I was like, wow girl, you're like, why are you being so hard on yourself? Oh my God, look <laughs> yeah. at all that progress. You know what I mean? So that is one that's how it helps me like kill this negative self-thought because I use it as a measuring tool. I use it as my history book. I use it to that's document good. my life. Right. So when I go back, I say, hey, guess what, girl? This is how you've progressed. This is how you've made it over. This is like this is where you were. Now, this is where you are now. Mm -hmm. And so I in this moment, I'm taking all the tools that have been given to me and using the fluency of the English language, not just being able to speak it, but being able to read it and to write it to say like and, and and write history basically yeah writing history oh man yeah. so what you said resonates with me um can i just pick up on it for a second yeah please go before, no, you, before you go though before yeah. you go though dr smith I, and i know where he's gonna go because <laughs> we talked about this last night and i, I want you mm -hmm. to bring light to this okay. um as to kind of like because when 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 we talked when i was like okay you know writing dr mm -hmm. smith brought up the fact that a lot of men don't like mm -hmm. to write. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he talked about why. Okay. Um, and I want to tie this into your into the next question of how we mm -hmm. create space spaces of healing for young black men. Um, and also the aspect of why we're bringing up writing is we are decolonizing writing, right? So writing has been colonized um, in, in a specific way. And so we are saying, you can write. You can write out your trauma. Uh, what did you say, Ashley? The permanence of writing. Yeah. The permanence of writing. So there's a way for you to heal from your trauma through writing. So Dr. Smith, um, pick it up and then really quickly, um, if you can tie that into how we can create spaces of healing for young black men. We're almost there, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. No. What you're talking about, Ashley, is sense making, and mm -hmm. and we all need. A, a Sabbath or a sabbatical from regular everyday life so that we can begin the process of making sense of our predicaments, right? And, yes. and you mentioned something else. Um, often what happens in a psychotherapeutic session is mm -hmm. that the analyst and the analyzan, which is the patient, they're trying to make sense of somebody's repressed traumas. And they're mm -hmm. trying to unearth that trauma, bring it to light, and then have them 
gain a wider perspective on that thing so they don't do what we all tend to do, which is focus on little minuscule component of it and not recognize there's a wider structure at play that if you don't know about, you will continue to suffer from. Mm -hmm. And so I love the way you express that. And the last thing I'll pick up before I transition is that there was a book, and I can't remember the, the title of the book, but the author in that text was talking about how so many Black bodies and Black voices have been um, neglected from curriculum in education. Come and on. That only certain types of human beings have been given the right to speak diachronically yes. about something. And diachronically yes. means that you can name phenomenon as you see it. You have yes. the agency to name phenomenon. That's what diachronic means. Mm. And those people who haven't been given the, uh, the ability to speak diachronically, guess what? They speak symptomatically, meaning after the fact, meaning yep. simply having to take what the, uh, the colonizer has given them yeah. and comment on that. And so as Black people, like you said, history making is so crucial because it's our ability to write our own narrative and speak diachronically about the phenomenon in our life. Yes. And so I like that you mentioned um, that piece about reclaiming that history and making it our own um, and decolonizing the mind through the process. And, and for men who simply don't like writing because they have been conditioned to hate it because they've yeah. been hyper-placed yeah. in schools, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and they've been made to feel silly when they try to express themselves. Mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. um, those men, what they need before they can get to the place of beginning to write is they need conversation to mirror the act of writing. Mm -hmm. So they need people to communicate with them in such a way where they feel like, oh, I'm not gonna be judged for what I say to this mm -hmm. blank piece of paper, which is me, you, or this. Like I'm not, they're not gonna measure me. They're not gonna judge me. They're not gonna reduce my worth if I am open and honest in this space. And if we can get men to engage in conversation like that first, we can then get them to take up the act of writing so that they too can leave a legacy that is perennial and that is emphatic. Um, and so that's, that's my piece on that. And, and I know the education system is fraught with issues when it comes to that piece, but um, it, it, it requires us recognizing that we have to disarm men first before we can get them to do what we want them to do. So, like yeah. you just said something so powerful. You just said, be the blank piece of paper. Yeah. That is that is actually so poetic. That's I therapy. might actually go take a a, um, a pen and paper <laughs> and like write a piece on just like <laughs> like sheet of paper. Like yeah, because that like that is so beautiful. Like honestly, thank you for sharing that. Um, mm -hmm. that actually just that's what we gotta be. Yeah. That's what we gotta be for man. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's that's really really good. That's really dope. That's dope. That's the oh huh. Somebody asked in the comments for a part two. <laughs> you know it's good when when people are asking for a part two. Um, Grace McDonald said that this is just amazing. My spirit is full. That's hey, what Grace. we're talking about. Amen. Hi Grace. Hi. <laughs> okay, we're almost there, guys. We're almost wrapping up. So. We want to we want to transition to uh, this because this is a faith based space, right? This is a faith faith based space. Uh -huh. So we're gonna talk about now really quickly um, how important is spirituality to the Black community? And we say when we say spirituality, we mean Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but how how important is 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 spiritual? Well, for us in this context, because there are other people 
who have different religions and we we want to respect that. Um, but how important is spirituality to the black community? And the reason why I asked that question is, um, so I'm, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Um, I made my research available, the role of social work in the black church. Um, I did that in grad school in my undergrad and in my, I did that in grad school in my undergrad. I did it in grad school when I was doing my master's in social work. Um, one of the things that I, I remember when the Lord was speaking to me, writing my paper, because I was about to give up, I was like, I'm not graduating right now. It's not happening. And he said, Jessica, this is generational. And so it's like, there's going to come a time when this research is going to be needed. And one of the things that I spoke about um, in social work practice is the exclusion of spirituality. For Black people, spirituality is so important. It is a very important aspect of our narrative. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and I mean, I think it's important to anyone's narrative because we were created as spiritual beings, right? And so if, if you guys can uh, very briefly just talk about or, talk, or speak to how important is spirituality um, to the healing of the Black community. Mm -hmm. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I don't know. If that's a, that's like a loaded question. I'll go, like I'm gonna breathe through it a little bit. Dr. Smith, you can go first. Quick. Um, and I'll pick it up. Yeah. Uh, I first want to start off by saying that, of course, I don't know who is watching this or who will watch it, um, but if there are individuals who identify as Black watching this, you need to know that Christianity is not something that we got through slavery. Christianity existed on continental Africa way before any slave traders ever came to continental Africa. One of the greatest Western theologians, um, Tertullian, he was African, and he was in 160 uh, AD to 240 something um, AD. So early, early. And it's not just about Christianity. The point is that we, through as being Christians all on this call, we've been given a point of reference that on a daily basis, it renews our minds by allowing us to transcend our predicaments. And by yes. tra transcend those predicaments, I don't mean we just float off into space and not recognize what's going on around us. What I mean is that we no longer see ourselves as reducible to our material existences and also the conventions of our socially historically constructed world. Mm -hmm. We are more than both of those things and yes. we can never be reduced to those things. And so what provides, um, spiritual people with so much equanimity during a time of so much tragedy and turmoil mm -hmm. is that we know that who we are cannot be reduced to the things that are occurring right now. In You're preaching. <laughs> preaching real good so, too. And so spirituality is the only point of healing in my mind because it offers us a narrative that transfers us from the circumstances that are besieging us or besetting us mm -hmm. and provide us with a new perspective, exactly what Ashley was talking about, so that we can develop our own sense of history and a new narrative of our own worth in, in, in and through the lens of God. And so that's why I think spirituality is so integral to healing. Listen, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Hey, I want you to understand the, 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 the philosophical aspect of everything that Dr. Smith just said. He said that our material reality, I feel preachy. I need an organ. Our material reality as Christians does not hold us back because we have, listen, we have a hope, okay? Yeah. We have a hope. Yeah. We have something that anchors us. And that's, I feel God on here. 
I found that on here, okay? That's something he was mentioning earlier. And that's what I like because I like when academia meets God. Yes. It's the only way. It's the right? only like, way. Like, I love when academia meets God because some people will try to say, oh, um, how can people be academic oh, and, and be religious? Some of the greatest thinkers in the history of thinking were yes. Christian. Listen, yeah, read them so I know they're they're superb. Yes. So, anyways, listen, listen. This is this is this is amazing. For me, that that got to the core of my soul. My yeah. my my, my right. reality. Right. Yeah. Cannot. That's not what anchors me. So right. what's happening? What's happening in our world right now is not what is anchoring us. Exactly. Yes, and it doesn't define our worth either. Yeah. Listen, yeah. doesn't it yeah. worth so we can let go of the neuroses and the psychoses and, mm -hmm. and, and, and you know all the things that keep us ensnared? It doesn't yeah. determine your worth, doesn't determine it, your worth, it never had, but we just to believing it. Listen, I needed this, I needed that. <laughs> I, needed that. I feel emotional, I feel <laughs> everything like I needed right. that. My material reality, my ability to quote unquote produce in this world, exactly. all of these things exactly. they don't. Me, but it is my spiritual reality. Isn't it liberating? That's Ooh, how I live yes. every day. That's the that's listen. listen. That's I can do the work I do. Because my is not grounded in the things that are going on, the minutiae, all the little details. Wow. So. That was that was so yeah. profound. I feel and like the so old saints would say it like if God be for us, who can be against us? That's <laughs> the way they would say it. That yeah, yeah. That was so prophetic. And I like how how God speaks in these modern days. Yeah. Right? How he speaks through philosophy. He yeah. speaks through writing. He speaks through so social work. Like I, and I remember when God when God showed me that 2020 would be a year that was unprecedented. Literally, I told my team and out of the box. Oh, this is not what I what what I'm expecting out of the box. This one minute. But I feel like in this moment, there's yes. two things that just happened. I feel like people can be liberated in this moment. Hundred percent liberated in every, moment, in every single moment. Jeez. And and I just want to say. The liberation isn't so that you then sit back in tranquility and do nothing. You're so liberated that now what do you want to do? You want to liberate other people. Free. That's all you want to do. You're like, oh, I got this. This is how I feel now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I got to spread yeah. the good news that you're not beholden to the things of this world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. That is crazy. Oh, my God. Woo. <laughs> I, just, I just need to... Just so let that settle in for a bit, and and that is and and thank you for bringing that up. That's how I know you're in the spirit, because that hashtag of healed people, heal people, mm -hmm. is that now that you've been liberated, go liberate somebody else. Be a Harriet Tubman. Y'all watch yes, that so. movie, Harriet yes. Tubman. When she found her way to freedom, she went and she went back and she brought a whole bunch of people. Yep. She sang yep. them all the way there. Come Listen, on now. For the 30 plus, <laughs> how many years I've been watching us tonight, as the Spirit of the Lord liberates you and speaks yeah. to you and gets 100%. into your soul, I want you to spread that. Yep. I want you to spread that. You yep. know what I mean? So yep. even the aspect of share with everybody black is not just sharing on social media, yep. but share, literally. Yes. 
spread the word healing. Yeah. And you know what? When Harriet Tubman went back to free all those other slaves, constantly telling them, this reality is not yours. Every time she took another black life out of slavery, this Mm -hmm. is not your reality. It never was. This is a small Mm -hmm. little point that you were talking about, Ashley, a little part of the pie. You don't need to live there. You can Mm -hmm. live here. Yeah. Time. So. Wow. Okay. So before I move on to my la- to our last stuff, because we're almost we're almost there, um, we had two questions. The first question was from Grace McDonald. Uh, can you drop a reference on that, please? And I'm, I'm I don't remember what she was. I don't know what she's referring to. I think it was something that Dr. Smith said. Uh, Grace, if you can um, just pinpoint that question to what specifically you were speaking about. And guys, I just want you to let you know that this is my mom right here. That's Queenie. <laughs> she said this hey, question. Mama. That's my mama. Uh, do you think that culture has anything to anything to do with the way that black uh, men communicate? A thousand percent, and how they yeah, feel, yeah. how they feel, everything to yes. do with it. Listen, yes. if you don't have a true anchor, culture will dictate how you feel, think, and act. Yes. If you don't have one. What are you going to do? Like yes. I said before, you present the conundrum of existence to a 10 year old we don't know how to navigate through it mm-hmm. they choose one way be rigid or don't care and that's yeah. how and that's a cultural thing so mm-hmm. yeah so so um i'll go ahead and say mommy so that's sharon edmund um culture does uh dictate how how men black men communicate yeah. okay so we're almost there. I keep saying that, but I mean it. That's such a pre-trade me. I'm closing. <laughs> we're landing the plane. But meanwhile, meanwhile, you're not. But I'm going to bring it home. I really, I'm bringing it home. I'm bringing it home. So um, I want to share, and I've, I've shared this before, um, around six tips, uh, six soul care tips for the Black believer. And I've shared this on my on my social media page and it got like a lot of people really resonated with it. Um, but I, I, I think I want to put a voice to it. Um, and so six tips, six tips. Um, the first tip, because uh, we're talking about the importance of spirituality. And so I hope you guys saw the case that we built here. Um, so number one, quiet time and stillness. We talked yes. about that before. So taking quiet, t- taking time for sol- solitude and, and yeah. stillness, you can do this by writing, yeah. um, which is what Ashley talked about, which was so deep and so profound. Ashley, thank you for, for, for sharing that. Um, and and um, I think I wanna ask Dr. Smith uh, for men, how can they practice quiet time and stillness? Simply by shutting out all of the distractions. Mm-hmm. Men are men are quite sensate. What that means is that they often engage with the world through their five senses. And mm-hmm. so if something's appealing, they lose attention and they get distracted quickly. So mm-hmm. literally for men, they have to become a silo. They have to shut out everything and mm-hmm. go on a walk, go sit outside, do nothing. But that's hard for everybody that's a millennial, especially, or a Gen Zer mm-hmm. in the age. But they have to. You have to shut everything off. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. So tip number one is quiet time and stillness. So how I do this is I practice gratitude. So every morning I will set my alarm clock for literally, not my alarm, but my timer for five minutes, sometimes anywhere between five and 20 minutes, sometimes a whole hour. And I'll literally sit in silence. And then, um, because that might be the only mental space my brain will get for the day. Um, I practice gratitude, so I write three things that I'm grateful for. It really helps to ground me. And I just, pardon? 
That's amazing. I don't do that. <laughs> um, and it just really helps to ground me. So quietness, quiet time and, and, and stillness is important for the Black believer. Number two, um, finding spaces of belonging. You yes. know, yes. right now the world is telling us we don't belong. Yep. Right now the world is telling us that we don't belong. And so we need to find spaces of belonging. So whether yep. it's with our friends, family, I found that when I'm talking to my mom, I'm just really happy when I see my niece yep. and she gives me her big toothless smiles. <laughs> um, those are just heartwarming for me. Yep. So you want to find spaces of belonging, spaces where you feel safe spaces where you feel love and joy you want to be in those spaces if you're in spaces where you're not feeling those things we probably need to recontextualize and 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 change those spaces so spaces of belonging are important number three we talked about spiritual care so connecting with god connecting with him through prayer through worship. And I, one time, um, this was, I think we were moving and we were packing up the house and I love me some trap music. Like, love, like I love trap. Anything trap, I'm like, ah, ah. like, <laughs> because I grew up in the hood, but I like, I love trap, right? And I'm there and I'm playing it, but I'm anxious. And Princeton said to me, he's like, uh, Jess, maybe you should change up the music. <laughs> and I was like, why? And I realized the change of the music did help. So yeah. if we're going to play worship music, finding worship music that almost like meets your mood, yes. if that makes sense, you know, uh, finding that meets your mood. Um, but yeah, connecting with the father is, is so important. I've, I've just found that it just, it's just, it's just so, so healing and so riveting for the soul. Like I just, I love it. So spiritual care um, is important. Number four, body care. Mm -hmm. right? Body care. Um, our bodies store trauma. The body keeps score. Yeah. And Ashley talked about this, right? Yeah. So you want to do some stretching exercises. You want to take walks. I really love nature. Mm -hmm. I love nature so much. I call it my all-inclusive vacation. Go ahead, Dr. Smith. I was just going to say, stretching can extend your life by 10 years. Oh! Just stretching. <laughs> yes, just stretching. That's yeah. why it's so important. And even more if yeah. you're really flexible, because stretching yes. is the first thing that goes away as you age. Like the yeah. ability to reach your goals and stuff. Yes. And extend those muscle Yeah, and it can, less. could lead to early decay. So yes. stretch. Less. Yes. Yeah. And it opens you up spiritually. Release too. the tension yeah. from the yeah. spring. And yeah. yeah, no, for real. Yeah. So um, so stretching, walking, I really love me and uh, tomorrow we have a walk planned. We are the minimum our walks are like 45 minutes. Oh, like we love to walk. We there's a nice trail up by us. I love nature. I, I want to decolonize that as well. That black people don't like the outdoors. That's a lie. Lie. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie. Get in some nature. Um, yes. If you've ever been on one of the retreats that we've hosted, our nature walk, our fire. Is is fire. Like we have prayer fire. walks slash, slash nature That's walks, so cool. and they're so amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, man. It's so dope. So yeah, um, if I can add to the physical please. activity aspect yeah. of things, um, one is that especially if you're stressed, it burns off adrenaline. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about that hormone earlier, and it releases good endorphins, which means it releases happy hormones. Mm -hmm. Um, if physical activity performed um my um mindfully. It can also yeah. like break break your nervous system out of that stuck state, mm -hmm. um, and it, it can help you move from out um, out of the space of a traumatic traumatic effect um, yeah. event. So yeah. definitely, 
exercise, exercise definitely does help. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Thank you, Ash. So yeah, exercise, stillness, baths. I, mm -hmm. I talked about that, just soaking your body in like some Epsom salt mm -hmm. and something. I like the smell of lavender. Some uh, It's very calming for anxiety. Um, and so my husband went, he got me lavender Epsom salt, lavender mm -hmm. bubble bath, lavender soap. Like there's, <laughs> we're the lavender family. Yeah, men don't typically take baths, eh? Pardon? No, I was going to ask him. Men don't take <laughs> beautiful lavender baths. We just don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds dope. You guys talk about it all the time. Okay, whatever. <laughs> maybe men should try it. <laughs> um, dancing and and that dancing helps too. And getting adequate physical rest is very helpful as well. So there are seven types of rest that I'm not going to go into right now. Um, but physical rest is one of those rests. Yeah. Um, yeah. number five. So. I, yeah, number five, uh, self-love and acceptance. Mm. Right now, we need that. And I want you to know, you know how they have people saying that they don't see color? Mm -hmm. Jesus sees color. <laughs> okay? And all them skies outside. He sees, he sees Jesus sees color. <laughs> and it came to me, honestly, guys, it came to me so strong. I was mm -hmm. in prayer, and he, he whispered these words so sweetly, I see color. <laughs> and he reminded me that he took the time to create our melanated skin. Uh -huh. He took the time to create, some of us have a little broader nose, thicker uh -huh. lips. Yeah. He counts the hair in our head. So he did take the time to make our kinky hair. Yeah. So in a world where people are saying all lives matter or um, I don't see color, trash. <laughs> I don't even know what else trash. Jesus sees color and he sees you. Yes. He sees yes, you he and he is fighting for us. He loves us. He loves our culture. He loves he he Jesus he created gave, diversity. Yes, he gave us the capacity to do all that we do from, right? from the rhythm yes. in our bones to yes. the, to the sound of our voice. Exactly. And, and the Jesus we're talking about is not German or Belgian or ah. Australian. The Jesus we're talking about is from the Middle East. <laughs> outer skin complexion with exactly texture of hair, not any hair from uh, the Nordic region. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and teach us. It's the truth. Um, the last thing I will say on that is seek professional mental health support. Yes. I'm huge on that. I'm huge. Maybe because I'm a social worker, I'm huge on that. So if when you're sick, you go to the doctor, right? And so if you're not feeling mentally well mm -hmm. and you and 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 therapy does not have to be reactive. It can be proactive. Oh, yeah. I mean, for us in the black community, it probably is reactive. Yeah. Um you but when you go sit in that chair and mm -hmm. Dr. S Dr. Sue starts speaking to you, yeah. you start to see all those traumas that will come up. Yeah. So mm -hmm. seek, seek professional mental health support and if you need support on that let me know i'm more than happy to to guide you through the through the process and this is one of the things that came out in my findings is that we need that in the church mm -hmm. we need that in the church like asap we need that in the church yeah um so we are we're there guys we're there we did it um so i don't know if we have a couple minutes for questions. We'll take 
we'll take three questions. We'll take three questions. Um, really quickly, if anybody wants to put their their questions in the um in the in the comments, anybody got any questions? But while they're doing their questions, um, do you guys want to give any any closing remarks? Um, yeah. Ashley, you want to go first or no? <laughs> um, I, I can always pick it up first. Um, I will say one, um, since I spoke directly to it, um, be mindful of what your body is telling you. Um, two, um, feel what you're feeling without judgment or guilt. That's um, good. So mm -hmm. don't judge yourself for how you're feeling. Um, don't be down on yourself for how you're feeling. Feel those feelings and walk through them, process them, learn what they mean, what they're trying to communicate to you. Mm -hmm. um, and take take time for yourself. Self-care is important. That's mm -hmm. why we're here. That's what we're talking about. Don't let um, the tips that we've given, the thoughts that we've shared, any of it go to waste in a sense, um, but actively use it in your life to make yourself better. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. That's uh, good. I just wanted to say that often people have maybe problematic understandings of what the Holy Spirit is and does. And I just want to highlight mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit reconciles the differences mm -hmm. between distinct entities. What I mean by that is that if you have a distinct difference between who you think you are and the narratives that have been told to you, the Holy Spirit is there to reconcile you to that. Mm -hmm. And that's what therapy is. It's, to, mm -hmm. it's reconciliation between mm -hmm. who you are and who you should be and what you thought mm -hmm. you were. And yeah. so I wanted you to know that they're not separate. The last mm -hmm. point of six soul care tips is seek help if you need it. It's okay. You're not yes. doing anything outside of the span of what the Holy Spirit really is about, which mm -hmm. is reconciling differences. So. That is... Yo, this guy stays preaching. That snaps. Like, that snaps. <laughs> that snaps. That snaps. I still false ideas of what it is, you know what yeah. I mean? Yes, all, yeah. the, all the snaps. The resolution. I think, I think it's important to know that Jesus cares about all aspects of us. Exactly. He doesn't yes. just care about our spiritual life. He doesn't just care about our spiritual life and what we do in ministry and what we yep. do at church. Exactly. He cares about you emotionally. Yeah. He cares Amen. about you mentally. He cares yep. about Amen. you physically. He cares about every single detail. I mean, if he counts the hairs on our head, how much more yeah. would he not care about our emotional well-being? You know what I mean? And so he does care about what's happening in the Thank black community. Thank you for saying right that. Now. Thank you, you know for right? saying that. He does care about what's happening in the black Thank community you. right yep. now. One hundred percent. Given us the yep. platform as people um, yep. to use our voices to like to declare that he cares exactly, exactly. About each and every exactly. one of us exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he does care. So if if yeah. you've ever had in your mind Jesus doesn't care, whatever, it's not true. And that's yeah. that's the voice of the enemy. Uh, a stranger we will not follow. That mm. is not the voice of God. Amen. That is the voice of the enemy. So Amen. you remember that that Jesus cares. Man, I feel um, great. That. <laughs> <laughs> Reminders. Yes. Um. So somebody here had a question. We only have one question, guys. If you have questions, please put them in. We're trying to wrap up. Um, how can young adults create spaces or start organizations to help our community? That's a big question. Yeah. Big question. Um, yeah. I would say, ooh, wow, the questions are coming in. Okay. I will say to begin to mobilize. So sometimes mm -hmm. people will think that it needs to be like this broad thing. 
this mm. began to mobilize. So for my nonprofit organization literally started with prayer. Mm. We started praying five o'clock in the morning. Holy Spirit mm. said, um, I need you to get a couple of women and start praying five o'clock in the morning. I was like, God, I don't do five o'clock in the morning. He said, remember when you said for my glory, you would do anything? I said, yes, Lord. He said, I need you to pray. Seven years or eight years later, we are a nonprofit organization doing yep. things in the community. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I would say um, to just begin to mobilize. Just begin begin to mobilize. Begin whatever your idea is, write it on, pra- on paper and feel free to inbox me and reach out. And I'm more than happy to mentor you through the process. Absolutely. You can yeah. Dr. Smith, maybe we should do something on um, young people wanting to start nonprofit organizations yeah. or mobilizing the community. It's, you know it's I mean? quite easy. It's not that difficult. No, 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 it isn't. But sometimes people feel like it is. Yes. And yeah. so it's just it's, yeah. it's creating that space to navigate yeah. so they don't feel like it is. And so sorry, go ahead. Don't go in it with the intention of creating an organization that's mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. Go into it knowing that what you need is community. And if you don't get community, you can't have the healing you want. If you do Mm -hmm. that, you will inevitably create a space where people feel comfortable and that will only grow. Um, Generation Chosen started with six participants, myself, my wife, and my best friend. And we just met up in a gym, played basketball, and then talked. And then four years later, it's it's larger than anything I could have anticipated. Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's coming from a genuine place, which is why it grows. So Mm -hmm. going with authenticity. Yeah, and God is God is looking for that. God is looking for that in our generation. Okay, the next the next question in terms of predisposition, can you speak on the importance of knowing your family's mental health background, especially when so many of us have parents or grandparents who have never sought mental health treatment? Yeah, this is um, good. My mom suffered from a lot of psychosomatic illnesses, which is pretty much just the same thing we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Something's happening up here, and then there's a physical response or physiological manifestation of that thing happening mm-hmm. here. And I saw her stress. I saw her deal with PTSD, all sorts of things from my dad and her relationship. And so that kind of runs in the family too, because there's a lot of there's a history of abuse and there's a history of trauma in that regard. And so naturally it made me a lot more heady when I was younger because I'm single parent household. I'm always engaging with my mom. She's always talking mm-hmm. to me about how she's feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm getting exposed early. You know, I start to think or overthink about issues mm-hmm. that I'm having. So um, it's important yes. to have that background. So you know that what you're dealing with isn't coming out of nowhere and that you're not yep. abnormal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's normal to have these mental tensions in a lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead, Ash. With regards to if you're having a conversation with your family, because that's how you really know your family history, um, both physical and mental health. Um, like to fully understand, like lots of the words that we um, we use to communicate mental health illness, um, they weren't, they're not the ways our parents learned to communicate them. Um, so if you ask them about like, um, did you notice anything with grandma, for example, you listen to the words that they, because they may say, you know, grandma was kind of sad all the time. Um, and that could be an indicator of depression or something like yeah. that. But that's not the way that it's communicated. So we're looking for the, men, um, for the, um, oh Lord, the word just left my head. Um, for the right terminology. Um, however, that may not be the way it's communicated. So mm-hmm. I think the way, like, so it's, it's important to listen um, mm-hmm. If you're seeking to to get that history, it's important to listen, um, ask the right questions. Um, and it's also 
I know it's hard sometimes to communicate with our parents, mm -hmm. uh, but or our um, our grandparents, but just try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna go to this. Ooh. Oh, and in terms of the importance of knowing, it helps you spot things in your own life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yes. Um, so, Dr. Smith, you have quite a few questions coming in. Um, please put a link in the chat with Easy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, solved. <laughs> okay. So, Dr. Smith is going to put a link in the chat um, with the reading references about Christianity from Africa. Um coming from Africa. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to go back up to Ashley, but I want to put this here. Uh, beautiful discussion panel. Uh, is there going to be a follow-up with this discussion? I feel like there's more. Okay, we'll get back to you on that in Jesus' name. Um, for Dr. Smith, would the gender of a therapist play a factor when dealing with Black males who have experienced trauma, considering some of the factors that you indicated before with respect to masculinity? 100%. And mm -hmm. that's why I'm connected to a variety of Black male therapists at CAMH, UFT, things of that nature to refer Black men to if they need to talk mm -hmm. to someone um, that's a professional. But 100%, um, men don't want to open up to women. And that's mm -hmm. how they've been socialized. I'm not that man. I'll open up to women because my mom was the person I could open up to. Um, but not every man has that experience. And so um, masculinity and gender def definitely plays a role in the type of treatment men will be open to receiving. Mm -hmm. 100%. Okay, dope. All right. You are most welcome. Christina said, thank you for your responses. All right. We are done. We are done. Um, we oh wait wait <laughs> we're not told that hold um, on I think that as Caribbean people we also are told to keep quiet. So what was some of the reasons why some of us black people are so traumatized by our past? So was that some of the reasons why? Yeah, I think so. Yes, um, and trauma escalates and can escalate or exacerbate in silence. Mm -hmm. um, like. You know, you don't say anything. Hold on, Ashley. Over... Wait, guys, don't go yet. We have something special for you. Don't go yet. But go ahead, Ash. <laughs> but it can um, it can um, exacerbate, increase over time as a result of, like, built-up internal pressure mm -hmm. um, because there's no dealing with the issue. Yeah, and I would say that Black life, especially in places where colonialism was most present, mm -hmm. which is almost everywhere <laughs> Black people have accepted, um, <laughs> Our lives have been regimented and also pegged to conventions that are Eurocentric. Yes. And those Eurocentric conventions have often led us astray with regards to the kind of openness we would have in conversation. We were told that we were not supposed to communicate about certain nuances in our experiences to others. You keep that quiet, you keep that in. That's not our standards or agendas that those were imposed on us yes. mm. kind of a tradition so i wanted to know that like yes those things stymie me or mm. i could say repress or reduce our ability to open up um and we have to liberate ourselves from that which is why i said about culture you can't attach yourself and your identity to the cultural nuances yes. that are going on every day because that's not you and it never was and it changes so often that's so good all right, thank you. Uh, my mom says, please do thank you. <laughs> yes, mommy. My mom's my biggest fan, eh? My mom, my mom. and my husband are like my biggest fans. Love you, mom. 
<laughs> so the last thing I want us to do, and I want everybody to type in the comments for this. The last thing I want us to do, we are going to do a collective mantra. Okay. We are going to do a collective mantra. You guys ready? So I want to see everybody in the comments. I want to see you in the comments. I want to see you in the comments. All right, let's go. I belong here. Type that in the I comments. Belong I, belong I belong here. here. I belong here. We're going to say it. I belong here. Type that in the comments. I belong here. The next part is I am loved. I am loved. I am, I am loved. loved. Let's say it together. I am loved. I am loved. All right. The next one is I am appreciated. I am appreciated. I am appreciated. The next one is I will maintain healthy resilience. I will maintain healthy resilience. All right. The last one says I am seen. I am seen. I am seen. So we're going to do that together one more time. <laughs> I we're feel like we should have a beat or something going. Like <laughs> I don't know if that's me still. We're going to do this in unison. Oh, the comments are going up. We're going to do this in unison. So uh -huh. after two, one, two, I belong here. I belong, I belong here. here. All right. I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. That's right. I am appreciated. I am, I am appreciated. I will maintain healthy resilience. I will maintain healthy resilience. Let's say that one more time. I will maintain healthy resilience. I will maintain healthy resilience. And I am seen. I, I am seen. That's good. All right. We did it. I see it in the comments. Okay, guys, they blew up the comments. Woo! That was so good. That was so good. That was dope. Yes, ja um, Janice said, I am seen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This was awesome. This was so refreshing. I belong here. I, I just, I, I belong here. I belong. Here. I belong here. And and um if write this down, say it, say it um over and over if you have to do what you gotta do. And 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 let's 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 live this out together, man, as, yeah. as black bodies. And remember, we are liberated so that we can also liberate others. Yes. All right. Okay, so lastly. Um, for sure, for sure, this time. I just want to do a quick call to action because um, we can't do this without a call to action. Yeah. Um, get on your own healing journey. Mm -hmm. Get on your own healing journey. Yeah. Get involved in your community. Please. Be a yeah. Harriet Tubman. Amen. Yes. Be a Harriet Tubman. Amen. Please be a Harriet Tubman. Yes. Um, and donate to a black serving community organization. I want to challenge everyone on here to donate at least $20 yeah. to a black serving community organization. Here yeah. are three organizations that you can donate to. Generation Chosen, we know who the director is. And yeah. so we know that the money is going to good places. I, I, 
there. Oh, I that guy right there. That guy. That guy. Um, see <laughs> um, Toronto. That's an yeah. organization that I used to work for that serves Black youth in the community and for youth initiative. Uh, that's the organization that I work for. And we work with, um, the work that I do is working with young people going through the criminal justice system. Amen. These are organizations that you can donate to. You get what I'm saying? Call to action. Yeah. Let's not just take this and just and just keep it to ourselves, but healed people heal people. Yeah. yeah. Right? All right. So we done. I'm just gonna pray and we're gonna head out. Uh, we can't end without prayer. This was yeah. so good. This was so amazing. Yeah. This was amazing. This was this was so good. Yeah, Absolutely. go ahead. Thank you to the two amazing Black women on this call. Black women have been the cornerstone and the forefront of almost every civil rights movement has ever existed in the history of mankind, especially as it pertains to the Black community. So I want to thank both of you for being trailblazers in your community and initiating things like this because yeah. so often men aren't. So thank you. And we want to say thank you, yes, Dr. Smith, for being Dr. Smith. Yes. Period. I was adamant. I'm not calling him Joseph. I was Dr. Smith because black men need to see other black men in, yes. in positions of influence. Yes, you know what I mean. Right. We need to see right. that. We need to see more. We need to see more Joseph Smiths. I appreciate you. you know what I mean? We need to see more. When when I I want my son to be a Joseph Smith. When oh, I, I need that. You know what I mean? I, I want I my son that. to be that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Influence and to, to pass down to pass down healing. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm just I'm just gonna pray real quick. Father, I love you so much. You are so good. You are Amen. so merciful. You are so Amen. kind. We thank you for this opportunity uh, that we have, Lord God Almighty, just to bless your name and just to honor you. We thank you for spaces of healing. We thank you that you are the ultimate healer, spirit of God. And, and Father, we just pray even right now, Lord, that healing will flow to each and every person, Lord God Almighty, who is on this 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 live right now, God Almighty, may healing flow to them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that any traumas, Lord God Almighty, that need to need to be awakened or need to be fixed, Lord, that you would bring a highlight to it, oh God Almighty, that the closer we get to you, Lord God Almighty, that we, Lord God, will become healed, that you would shine the light of your word on our hearts, Lord, Lord, that we can be like a steady plant, God, to be watered by the word of your spirit. In the name of Jesus, Father, I declare healing over my generation, oh God. Amen. Father, I speak to those intergenerational traumas, those historical traumas, Lord God Almighty. I pray for healing for us, oh God Almighty, in the name of Jesus. I pray that as we heal, Lord God, we can lead the generations to come in healing, Father. Let healing virtue flow from us, Spirit of God, even now, Lord God Almighty. I pray, Lord God, for that person who feels like, Lord God, they don't belong here. Father, Amen. we speak to their soul and we say, you belong here in the name of Jesus. And I speak against suicide ideation, yes. oh God Almighty, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I speak, Lord God, to that anxiety. I speak, Lord God, to that hypervigilance, Lord God Amen. Almighty. 
that that has just been surrounded us, Lord God. And, and we decrease the voice of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. A stranger, we will not follow yeah. in the name of Jesus. But we, our sheep, the sheep, we know the voice of our Lord God. And so even now, we just speak against the plans of the enemy and his voice in the name of Jesus, Father. And we pray a blessing over the black community right now, Father. We pray for liberation. We pray for freedom. We yeah. pray for healing, oh God Almighty, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, oh God, our people need healing. Oh God, we pray for every black preacher, Lord God. We pray for every black influencer, Lord God Almighty. We pray right now, Lord God Almighty, that you would speak to us, Lord God Almighty. We pray for a revolution in the name of Jesus, oh God Almighty. Glory to God. We pray for a revolution. We pray for a shift and we pray for a revival, Lord God. You said in the last days you would pour out your spirit upon all flesh and that includes black flesh, Lord. And so Father, okay. we pray for a revival in the black community, Lord God Almighty, that we will lead others to healing, oh God Almighty, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for liberation. Yes, Lord, I hear you, Lord. Father, I pray that even as Dr. Joseph talked about the fact that we are not contextualized within this world, our material reality is not our reality, but we have a spiritual reality. We have a home not made with hands, Lord. We can look up, Lord. And so, Father, I pray, Lord God, that we would look up. Lord God, we will to the hills from whence cometh our help and we will know that our help doesn't come Lord God from, from anything down here but it comes Amen. from you, it comes from our king, it comes from our Lord it comes from our God, it comes from our way maker, it comes from the miracle worker, it comes from the mountain mover and so Father I pray God that every person that is on this line will feel refreshed may there be a refreshing in our souls God in the name of Jesus I speak to that I speak to that Lord Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we will heal. I pray that we would heal the generational traumas, the intergenerational traumas, the historical traumas, oh God. I pray for healing in my community, oh God, and we pray for justice. And we pray, oh God, that you will begin, oh God, to raise up more black people, oh God, in spaces of influence, oh God, to bring change, policy, oh God. And I pray for the young black man that is, that is on the corner, the young Amen. black man. God, it is involving gangs, Lord. I pray, oh God, that the men of the church, Lord, will become mentors to these young black men in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that we will we will raise up as a church. Yes, Lord, we will raise up as a church, Lord God Almighty, and we will not be stagnant, Lord God, because you are a God of justice, you are a God of social change, you are a God of transformation. And so, Spirit of God, I pray. That we will take on that same spirit, Lord, and we will bring mobilization and transformation in our communities, oh God Almighty. Yes, if God. anyone should do it, it should be the church. If anyone Amen. should be for friends, yes, it should be the church. If anyone should do it, it should be us, Lord. And yes, so, Spirit of God, I pray that you would give us healing. You would give us healing and strength and resilience to stand, oh God Almighty. You would give us insight. Lord, I pray you to raise up the prophets even in this time. Lord God, to speak, thus saith the Lord, Amen. in the name of Jesus. Because, Amen. God, we need you. We need you in this time. You are a God of justice. And that is why you died on the cross. Amen. Spirit of God, we praise you and we honor you and we glorify you. Amen. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Thank you. We just worship him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this life tonight. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for the movement. Yes, Lord. I, I see movement in the spirit. Hallelujah. I see movement in the spirit. We thank Hallelujah. you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you for the movement. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank, thank you. Jesus. All right. We are officially done. Amen. Just stick around for two seconds, guys. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for, for your time um, and, and for tuning in. We had steady viewers. This was great. This was yeah. dope. So thank, thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in. God bless you all. And yeah. we'll talk about a part two. We'll see what the Lord does and, and how he does it. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much. Please share. If you haven't shared yet, you can still share. Yes. Um, and if all goes well, we should be able to share this as a podcast so wow. you can listen again, hopefully in Jesus' name. And yeah, man, we just were on here for two and a half, two hours and 13 minutes straight. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everyone. Take All care. Right. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Y'all, wasn't that episode dope? That episode was lit. <laughs> That episode was so, so amazing. I mean, I think one of the things that really stood out to me, well, you know what? There's so many things that stood out to me, but I think one of the major things that stood out to me was when, when Ashley talked about, uh, you know, that aspect of writing and knowing the historical context behind writing and just how freeing that could be, you know, particularly for people of color, for black people. Um, and when Dr. Smith talked about, you know, how we can create safe spaces for, you know, black men. Another thing that was super, super powerful for me was the collective, collective mantra. And so you had to have been there live to see the live discussion and to see how people were just putting it in the comments. And you could just feel and see that people just felt so empowered uh, to, to state that mantra and to speak about that and to say, you know, I am healed. I am loved. I belong here. I am appreciated. I will maintain healthy resilience. I am seen. It's just, it was just so beautiful for me. It really was. And so I I really pray that you enjoyed it and that you will take away from this and you will go and you will be a Harriet Tubman. That's just big for me. Be a Harriet Tubman. I need you to, when you get your freedom, you go and you free up everybody else. It's a generational thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, I really pray that it was a blessing for you. Okay, so I have two announcements today. I'm so excited. Wait, you probably saw this on my social media yesterday. <laughs> but if you didn't, um, I want you to know, first of all, thank you to everyone who has been listening and has been tuning in. Um, most recently, I have hit uh, 1,000 listens. Ba -ba -ba -bum. <laughs> I have hit 1,000 listens on my podcast. I am so excited. I am just so blessed. It's just, it's honestly beyond me. Like, God is so, so, so good. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm ecstatic. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just, I'm just so ecstatic. 
so ecstatic so ecstatic can you guys tell um how excited i am like god is so good he blew my mind because i really didn't know what to expect when he called me into podcasting i really didn't know what to expect but i'm so humbled and i just want to say thank you to everyone who has taken the time to listen and to spread the word. And I'm just so grateful uh, just for what God has done through this podcast and the healing that he has administered. My next announcement is that I have launched a line, okay, called the Healed Collective, okay? I'm so excited. Uh, So yesterday I launched my first t-shirt, um, and I'm, and you know what? It was a little nerve wracking, but I'm excited. Anytime you step out of the boat and, and, you know, step out of your comfort zone to do something different, it's always going to be uh, a little nerve wracking, but I'm super excited and I'm so grateful. And yeah, man, let's, let's be a part of the collective. Let's, it's a movement. It's not just a shirt. Um, it's a movement. It's a movement that God is moving through. <laughs> if that makes sense, it, you know, it's a conversation starter, It's so many different things, and I'm honestly so excited, and I want all of my listeners to go and grab that shirt. All of us need that shirt, okay, because it's generational. It's it's speaking to generational trauma. It's speaking to generational curses and saying, I'm going to break those curses by going on my own healing journey, all right? So I really hope uh, that you will grab a shirt. (laughs) The link is in, I was going to say link is in my bio, but I'll make sure I put the link in the show notes so that you can go ahead and you can grab a shirt as well. Why? Because healed people heal people. Oh yeah, that's what's on the shirt. (laughs) See what I did there? That's what's on the shirt. Healed people heal people. It is a movement. It is a prophetic declaration in the earth. It is God declaring that there is healing and liberation for his people. I'm so excited. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm honestly so excited about what God is doing through me and the fact that my healing can now flow to others so that they can in turn heal others as well. All right. I love you guys so much. I really, really do. Thank you for all of your love and your support and continue to tune in. And y'all already know I'm going to always and forever speak God's truth over you. Take care, guys.